Hello, and welcome to the Bottom Shelf Podcast. This is episode 30. Uh, this is our comedy podcast about everything and nothing. I'm Tyler. And I'm Mikey. Movie of the week. <laughs> Fitting this Oscars week to do a Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah. Uh, I think this was like his first big movie that got recognition for him, I would think. From what I saw on his IMDb, everything before this was like, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the Devil's Backbone. Uh, about but orphan children in some weird yeah. fucking during like the Italian war so it's like a civil mm-hmm. war question yeah mark? i'm yeah. bad with wars mm-hmm. <laughs> just some war they're in this place <clears throat> in the middle of nowhere where they're kind of kept safe by this doctor and the headmistress and head lady mistress, yeah and uh discount italian Eli Roth that's exactly <laughs> yeah when i was watching it, i was saying the same thing i was like well that's like Eli Roth if he was younger and his face is a little different but it's like he looked identical to what Eli Roth looked like as the bear Jew Mm -hmm. yes yeah Uh, but it's funny watching this because I haven't watched a lot of Guillermo del Toro stuff from before Pan's Labyrinth besides I played two and Hellboy (laughs) Um, (laughs) his best film yeah so it's funny seeing this and how much his type of like ghost film resonates through like everything he produces and does. Like he produced a movie called The Orphanage, which is v- fucking very similar to this. I haven't seen. That um, one yet. and then like even uh, Crimson Peak is that the that's the one with Charlie Hunnam? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Even that the way he represents ghosts and like the afterlife is very similar in, across all of his work. This was just, I don't know, really good. Like, a nice story. Yeah, it was great. I like to see, uh, uh, I guess, <clears throat> I hadn't seen anything of his before Pan's Labyrinth, like mm-hmm. you were saying, but I, I don't think I have other than Blade 2, but I don't count that because that's just <laughs> dumb. <clears throat> so, like, it's cool seeing, like, I felt like this was... Uh, the beginnings for me, Guillermo, like to see mm-hmm. his like cool, like oh this is kind of similar to this or this is definitely where he gets the look of this or yeah. Or, I think a lot of the cinematography and the music, especially like his music across all of like having seen Shape of Water recently, the music in that like the original score is just incredible and gives it that like fairy tale feeling. Whereas yeah. this is a different feel, but. The music is still so good. Mm -hmm. Every shot is like, man, I'm surprised how well this is shot for the time, especially because I think this was like 90s. I Yeah, uh, 2001. 2001, okay, so early 2000. So it was a time when most films were not looking that good. Mm -hmm. But this was like, yeah, hell yeah. The, uh, yeah, the end... Mm -hmm. uh, Spoilers if anyone really cares to see The Devil's Backbone. Uh, I thought it was going to do something really stupid mm-hmm. and uh, bring the old man back as a ghost, but then he was going to play a more prominent role in, like, Uh-oh. being there and, like, being vengeful. No, that would be awful. Yeah, so I was like, please don't do that. Uh, but 
they didn't and it was like kind of good it was like okay that's fine so that made me that reminded me of so something that i found funny because Guillermo del toro and hideo kojima kind of teamed up with right. pt when they were going to do that and i noticed in this something that i'm guessing kojima got from him because Guillermo del toro in this uh mentions the count of monte cristo a mm, bunch near yeah. the beginning and a lot of those themes come into the film even direct translations to an old man helping them escape from a cell yep. and stuff like that and just all the themes of vengeance and mm-hmm. all that translate really well to the film and then Kojima kind of does that with Moby Dick in Phantom Pain? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like he kind of was like, oh yeah, I like that old yeah. <laughs> mention a story and bring up all the themes yeah. in a thing. Let's work together, man. Oh, also the the rum that he sells. Oh no! To- <laughs> yes. I have to talk about that scene where he pours the shot glass oh, of fetus juice rum, mm-hmm. pickled baby fetus juice. Yep. R- I don't know. It was gross, and then offers it to the kid as like a well, if ghosts are real and you believe in superstition, mm-hmm. why don't you have this? Because this is basically the superstitious drink I sell. And he's like, no, no, thanks. The kid leaves and he just sucks it back. And I was like, gross. Yeah. I was also surprised how good all the child actors were. Yeah. Like, it's always kind of hard to tell with foreign language stuff because it's like hard to tell if their speech like patterns their and stuff like, yeah, just bad are good. actually good. Yeah. But they, see, they all seemed good at doing emotion, especially uh, what was asshole kid's name? Jamie? J- J- Jaime, yeah. But yeah, Jamie, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was really good in it. Uh, very similar, like that asshole archetype of yeah. like, he has a reason for being so... Such a dick. Always with his fucking shirt open. Did you know oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> the whole movie. He was the only kid who was just mm. baring his chest. It's like, we get it. You're mm-hmm. the alpha. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It Devil's was really backbone. good. Really good. Check it out if you like other Guillermo del Toro movies, especially if you saw Shape of Water this year mm-hmm. and enjoyed that. Other than that, um, I've been watching some Oscar-nominated movies this last week. Yeah, uh, I've well, tried to watch his much as possible we'll get to talk about all those in the topic really i don't want to spend too much time talking about oscar movies now so yeah we will just then um other than that this week i've been like fucking swamped with stupid work shit because we have like managers changing and like people switching stores and stuff so Ugh. i'm like going back and forth and i have to go to surrey Ugh, no one wants no to go one, to surrey <laughs> yeah, no one ever wants to be there uh yeah that's uh, awful but yeah other than that i've been playing little monster hunter in the like no time i have yeah i've been uh playing a lot of monster hunter and then there was a sale on playstation so mm-hmm. i picked up the newest blaze blue it's fun the sprites are amazing uh <clears throat> other than games i saw black panther yeah and black panther was good yep it was good. Yeah, I'll it just leave it at that. Movie. I was gonna say like butt, but there's it's the butts are all superhero things. It's like yep, it's a false faults of the genre. Yeah, that's that yeah. Casino scene was real good. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> good Bond ass stuff. I wish it was more Bond like. That's what yeah. I said last week. Uh, that's really what I want is mm-hmm. just to, just go full Bond with the next one. <laughs> just make James Bond a superhero. You don't need a stupid over the top fight in a big CG cave. 
Yeah, see, that's what bothered me. Is the whole finale to me was like, oh. Yeah, their fight on the waterfall was way better yeah, than that fight. Yeah, it was like so tense, and yeah. it's like, oh shit. And now it's just like two dudes in suits with superpowers also, going crazy. Also, I, I don't want to spoil the film. I won't go too much into the details, but uh, T'Challa was totally, he he, lo- he should he had no right to come back. <laughs> yeah, like by their laws, yeah. he should not like have any right to anything. Even though the new guy's an asshole, it's like, hey, he, it he won it fair and square. Challenge him if you want the new yeah. thing. But no, he just comes in and usurps the throne. Right. So he's a fucking criminal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <It was> some <laughs> bullshit. Uh, and I saw Annihilation. Yeah. Uh, that movie is sticking with me. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's incredible. Oh, shit. Like, so fucking good. I just... It's awesome. Yeah. I haven't read the book, and I know you have, right? Mm-hmm. Or the first part of it. It's yep. a trilogy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's fuck. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Go see it. It's like really, really well done. Like sci-fi, thriller, horror, mm-hmm. weird, w- weird, well, like weird. That's what I'm very curious about is in the book, there's a lot of like undescribable things that they see that seems very hard to translate if it's still that same thing where it's the the staircase that goes down into somewhere that they end up going down yeah yeah then what's down there seems yeah. very difficult to it translate is, <laughs> i'll just say the imagery is yes undescribable mm-hmm. if i was to, like i'm not going to do any spoilers but yeah. if i was trying to describe the finale i doubt i could Visually, I mean. Yeah. I'll, I'll be seeing it this week, hopefully. I just wanted to ask, is Oscar Isaac in it much? Because mm. in the book, that character is, like, non-existent. Mm. He just... They mention him, and, like, there's flashbacks with him, and that's it. No, I feel like uh, Alex Garland is like, I'm comfortable with your acting. We did Ex Machina together. Mm-hmm. Do this small part for me. Okay. Good. I feel like that's what it was like. Yeah. He's not a huge part of it. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. That... Uh... I know it's tank and hard, which everyone saw coming, which is why every other country besides, like, North America, Netflix got the rights to. I know. That's such... It's coming to U.S. Netflix, Mm -hmm. but not us. Yeah. Um, So it shows that the studio has just kind of cut their losses because I just read the thing, too, saying that, like, Alex Garland had to, like, fight the studio to not change things after test screenings because test screenings, they were like... Yeah, we need to like change this to like dumb it down, da- not dumb it, but you know, like make yeah. it more appealing to yeah. audi- modern audiences. Mm-hmm. And Alex was like, "I'm not changing that." Yeah, I'm so glad. Like, if he fought for this, everything that happened in it, like, great. Oh man, just great writing. Fuck. And that, that's the thing is, I think he could find a good place, like Alex Garland, to make films with like Netflix or Amazon or something mm-hmm. like that, where they would. They don't need to make a movie that makes a hundred million dollars. They can yeah. just make something like Netflix putting out fucking mute, which apparently sucks. But I still am going to watch. I'm gonna watch it, Duncan Jones, because Duncan Jones made one really good movie. Two really good. I think movies. Source Code's good. No, I, I like Source Code a lot, man. <laughs> Fuck you. I need, I need to rewatch Source Code. It's so good. And I haven't watched Warcraft, and don't really want to. I know. But, <laughs> I probably won't. You know, Duncan Jones. He'll tr- he'll keep trying. He'll keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm yeah. Trying to think if I've watched, oh, I started Devil Man Cry Baby. Um, 
the fuck yeah that's what my reaction was too it's like what the fuck i never finished it i think i have two episodes left it's unique i'll give it like animation style and everything like it's really weird yeah, and it's unique. Like simple but and i like it for that it's just nothing's grabbing me in the plot so far in like the first three episodes and i'm like okay this is like cool looking so i'll keep watching it but nothing in this is interesting yeah none of these characters are really sympathetic or or like you don't want to root for anyone no i find yeah it's funny because i find that's the same thing the only reason why i think oh i well i didn't finish it Mm -hmm. and it's been quite a while so i guess that says something uh but it is really mostly to the point where like this stuff like looks cool and it's only what 10 episodes long so and like you know i'm a pretty easy sell you'd think giant orgies of people where devils <laughs> possess them and change into boob and vagina <laughs> monsters sounds right up my alley and then i watch it and i'm like okay yeah that was okay yeah i'll keep watching it yeah. um i don't know if i'll like be super into it especially like because spring's coming up so food wars will be back on and oh shit, my hero war. will be back on and <laughs> i still want to watch violet evergarden on netflix i still need to watch like fucking altered carbon not that's an anime but so much stuff i need to watch and yeah here i am just i just finished rewatching the office finally there you go <laughs> uh, i forgot how stupid the last season gets with getting way too meta for its own good oh yeah and just tying in fucking the documentary crew and stuff and it oh really i'm glad i didn't really watch the mm-hmm. off i mean well i want to watch the, the first like three s- Six, six? Okay. I, like the th- four to six gets a little eh. eh but uh, actually if, if michael leaves at the end of season six or seven i never remember even though i just watched it i still don't remember and then ed helms takes over question mark yeah he's in it like the entire time and then he does and i just don't like his character very much oh. when he gets too much screen time um, right yeah there's this it gets not good but yeah <laughs> suppose we should move on to topic yeah this week today of all days when you're listening to this or maybe you listen to it after this which in case fuck you uh the oscars <laughs> are on tonight so i wanted to shed a little light on some of the movies we watched this year that may have not got as much recognition from the academy because they're old prudes who don't care about a lot of good movies Mm -hmm. though this year i will say going through movies not nominated there wasn't that many that grabbed me yeah like made me think back and like oh yeah that was fucking great well there's like a bunch that i was like yeah i really liked those Mm -hmm. but but you think all them's like well i wouldn't put them in the oscar category yeah I, i have ones on here i wouldn't put in the oscar category but i think are just really good yeah, and there's ones I have on here that are nominated for like script or editing or they need more categories most people don't give a shit about. Yeah, exactly. As sad as that is, uh, but yeah, what are uh, we will also go into some of the main categories after this and say what we think will win at the Oscars and probably be wrong because they suck and they'll pick stupid shitty movies like Dunkirk. Um, yeah, okay, um, but yeah, what have, <laughs> what have you <laughs> had on your list? Of, like, movies that I enjoyed throughout 2017. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. I'm looking at them all right now, and I can tell you. Kong. Oh, yeah. For some odd reason, Kong sticks with me. 
because of its shots. Yeah. The shots were so sweet. And at the same time, it's just a giant monkey kicking the shit out of weird too. dino things. And it's like... It's a good, it's a like big budget B movie. Yeah. And that's great because all the characters are just dispensable, boring. Yeah. <laughs> bulls who gives a shit. Yeah. But you still are like, yeah, I want to see this monkey fuck shit up. Uh, this is exactly. good. Exactly. Uh, also, John Wick 2. Just the action oh, movies. Yeah. yeah. John Wick 2. I'm thinking back on it. See, it. John Wick 2 had the problem of it was too much and too long yeah uh but at the same time when i think back on like the set pieces that john wick 2 has they overshadow the first one i was gonna say john wick 2 has the best scene ever when i think it's common when they're just walking through that the like john wick's on the like the lower oh floor, the subway but, side, yeah. shooting their pistols at each other as they're walking yeah, just through like, <laughs> that <laughs> scene is the best yeah john wick 2 is great uh I, I think overall is a f- like a movie I do like it more than the first one as well. The first yeah. one, I think, has a lot more like emotion to it, and it, it makes you care more. But two is just like a roller coaster ride of just crazy shit happening, mm. and I feel like three, where they set it up to go, will just be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's just gonna be everybody crazy. is trying to kill him. <laughs> it's gonna be like way too much and and i'm guessing it's gonna be just as long as number two yeah. so it'll just be like non-stop okay can i have a break and then they'll be like no 20 more guys show up and you'll be like mm-hmm. oh fuck okay let's see <laughs> yep uh i'd say um probably my favorite and it is nominated that i saw throughout the year uh, was Get Out. Yeah. Get Out, yeah, again, we'll talk a bit more about when we get to Best Picture. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that's a movie I'm amazed got nominated for Best Picture. Like, that's fucking insane to me. Just because of the type of film that it is. Yeah. It does not normally get yeah. nominated. But it was like when Mad Max did. It was like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? <laughs> um, like, clearly, like, some people in the Academy actually care and watch mm-hmm. movies that they normally wouldn't. Yeah, there would be like Mad Max is an action movie, mm-hmm. and then the horror comedy basically yeah. is Get Out, so it's kind of crazy. Um, Are there any like yeah, any your twenty seventeen films that kind of? I I got a few. This one I think is nominated for original screenplay, which is The Big Sick. With, oh yeah, see, uh, I never Kamal saw The Manjiani, Big Sick. Uh, and like Ray Romano, Holly Hunter. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's. A romantic comedy that made me actually care about the characters. It does suffer a little from Apatow itis of being really like so over long. two. I think it's over two hours. Maybe it's not. Why? Fuck. But it's just one of those things where it's like it feels a little long. But I still think the writing is smart enough, and the story is good enough because it's like based on what actually happened to right his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just a really good story and good film. Uh, some that were nominated again for smaller stuff like Baby Driver, uh, I think is incredible. It's one of the few movies I watched more than once this yeah, year. I feel like Baby Driver need needed to get uh, more. I, I yeah. like I enjoy that so much. It's yeah. so sick. Uh, Blade Runner, I feel it got yeah. robbed of being nominated for Best Picture. I get they don't like sci-fi things a lot, but 
I feel it's kind of a shoe in for visual effects. It's the only movie this year that has a visual effect in it where I was just like, holy fuck, that's so oh yeah, cool. yeah. And like the the amount of time and effort you need to put into a scene like that is just like why would it's that award worthy? One might say yes. <laughs> um, I'll just quick list these. Okay, Ingrid Goes West is another one that I oh, watched. Yeah, that was really good this Aubrey year. Uh, it's on Netflix now. Sweet. Um, I have not felt that uncomfortable watching a movie in a really long time. Oh, not God. even like a horror movie hasn't made me as co- uncomfortable as this movie has. Oh shit! Because <laughs> this one, it's just too real. Yeah. I think and delves into how people obsess over others on social media and people they follow and fuck aubrey plaza is like so perfectly cast in that yeah which is good to see after her being after in her being so in much like, shitty uh, movies mike and dave need wedding yeah. dates yeah. <laughs> yeah um not technically this year but i saw it this year because it was released in north america this year was your name oh yeah which is incredible I think everyone should kind of try to watch it. It's just a cool body swap movie that, you know, you know, there's not a lot of good body swap movies anymore. Yeah, no the one Freaky does Fridays of the world are gone. Exactly. That Ryan Reynolds, uh, Jason Bateman movie that was bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. Uh, I gotta like, I'm trying to think of ones that, or I'm seeing right now on this list, ones that I really wanted to be good in 2017. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, just bummed me out was free fire remember that oh yeah i never watched it's it. like yeah i watched it mm-hmm. uh and it was not i mean it was entertaining but mm-hmm. not great and then the beguiled which i watched recently oh, yeah. the sofia coppola one which is just boring and a lot of stuff could have happened but nothing did mm-hmm. did you see it comes at night no i haven't seen that yet i still want to see a ghost story oh um, yeah with the uh, casey yeah Affleck. that's on netflix too uh, there's quite a bit of movies I still need, like, want to see from last year. Uh, and I'd say I liked Okja a lot. Oh, yeah, Okja was good. I forgot that was 2017. A little heavy-handed, but good. Yeah. Um, just mainly, like, just Jake Gyllenhaal in it is great, and everyone. Yeah. It, it, everyone complained a, about Jake Gyllenhaal being too Paul, over the Paul top. Paul Dano was in it, yeah. Paul Dano, yeah. yeah. Dano, um, Dano. Other movie that I've watched more than once this year is Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> yeah. It's not I like figured. the best movie in the world. It's just fun. I like Spider-Man. It's the only comic book movie this year I would really... Like, I know, like, Logan being nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay is the, get the fuck fucking out of most... here. Like, I brought up my problems with the script when that came out of just the first 20 minutes of that seemed like they wrote a script and then got the go-ahead to make it R and then just randomly inserted fuck into the first like 20 minutes of that oh movie. yeah that bothered the shit out of me and i was like okay i get you have an r rating but calm the fuck down mm-hmm. uh. it, uh, <laughs> it it's and just so much of that script is bad like the whole x-men comics thing is so fucking stupid it's so stupid i fucking hate like as someone who adores x-men and I know it, it's not fair to, like, judge a movie solely on, the, like, love of the source material, but it pains, like, every new X-Men movie just pains me, and I just want it to stop. 
It's like they're just fucking beating these beloved characters to death. Are you slowly. saying you're not excited for the Phoenix movie? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> New mutants with the uh, Arya playing Maisie. the wolf lady. Is she actually? Yeah. Oh, that's not subtle at all. No. Um, this one was nominated for like big categories, really. Besides, was he nominated for best? Uh, just James Franco nominated for best actor? Mm, I don't think so. That sucks. Let's find out. But Disaster Artist was really good. Really? It was good. After I finished it, I was like, hmm. There, there was okay. like. I think the coolest things about it are just like describing how Tommy Wiseau is as a person. Yeah. And just how he treated people and like that nobody knows where the fuck he's from or how How old old he is. is. (laughs) Like how? That part when he comes up to Greg's house and his mom's like, how old are you? He's like, Oh, I'm Greg's age. Yeah. <laughs> you're 19. Like, you're 19 years old. Yeah. Just what the fuck. That's um, so good. Yeah, and then just little things like fucking Zac Efron in it, I think is hilarious. Just, I did not expect him in it at all. Um, but no, yeah. yeah, he's not nominated for actor. Uh, was he nominated for a Golden Globe or something? He was not. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was one of those things. Yeah. Golden Globe, one of the things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Disaster Artist, so that was good. Uh, I want to read the book more than anything now. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that would be more interesting mm-hmm. and more in-depth on stuff. I also think Dave Franco was just very miscast. He, he yeah, doesn't look like I him. He doesn't like, act like him. I feel like he was just... James or uh, Dave Franco. Yeah, yeah. That's all he ever is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> this, this Dave Franco is just Dave Franco. Um, I also like seeing just like Seth Rogen and like uh, Paul Shear. I think is like the bald guy. Um, right. Just seeing like them show up. Same with uh, what's his name? Fucking from Big Mouth and the League. Uh, he's the one who sells them the camera equipment. Oh yeah, um, Manzukis. Manzukis, yeah. Yeah, just again, it's kind of like just James Franco bringing all his friends yeah. into a movie, mm-hmm. like. But yeah, I don't know. It was good, and the end, just the how much they reshot of the room with them in it, like yeah, the side I by love side the, of the after stuff. Yeah, yeah, that that like that being the best part of the movie, I guess, kind of shows to show something to show how like spot on they were with their timing too. Yeah, except <laughs> for the one thing that bothers me is James Franco doing that not when he throws the bottle he like extends oh, it yeah. too much mm-hmm. and i'm like why would you just do it the, why would you i get that's like the joke everyone repeats it wrong but right that, i don't know well, who knows and i got two more two netflix originals oh despite all the shit they get for uh, every new yeah. movie they put out everyone's like netflix is fucking trash cloverfield sucks mute sucks that orc cop movie sucks right yeah <laughs> but there are two i watched this year that i thought were great Okay, uh, Gerald's game. Fuck yeah, I missed that one. Um, I mean, I can always. It's just a really it. tense, well done, simple movie that has just incredible performances from Bruce Greenwood and uh, Carla Gugino. Carla Gugino. So yeah. it's just like Carla on a bed the whole yeah. movie, right? Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah, just, just her simple movie. hallucinating <laughs> and fucking yeah. going crazy and awesome. Other one, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. 
with Elijah Wood and uh, what's the girl from uh, mm-hmm. Beautiful Creatures that that Peter Jackson lesbian movie? Yeah, no, I know who you mean. Yeah, um, it's just a movie about a woman whose silverware gets stolen and she's just fucking fed up with shitty people <laughs> and then gets her crazy neighbor Elijah Wood <laughs> to go on a quest to find these. It's very like Coen Brothers esque. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't like Elijah Wood have like a sweet hair style yeah. on that? Like it's like a gross braid or something? No. No, it's just like messy, like almost mullet like. Mullet like, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it, that one's great. Um, it's by the, the guy who made it, worked a lot with um, uh, David Sandberg, I think his name is, the guy who did Green Room and Blue Ruin. Oh, nice. Um, and, Macon Blair, I want to say the guy's name is. Uh, but yeah, he worked a lot with him. So it's very, very similar to those as well. Uh, just great. Uh, are you surprised like Paddington 2 didn't get... Isn't that this year? Yeah. Oh, wait. Did it come out? It came out last year? November. Did well, that what, miss... What, what would it get nominated for, though? I mean, animated... F- oh, it's not shit, animated. never mind. It's a right. mix. I so forgot. No, it's a, never mind. It, Fuck it. Never that's mind. tacky. They'll yeah. never do that unless it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, because that was a great movie. Yep. But now we will move <laughs> on to the actual categories of the Oscars. Just mm-hmm. some, just some of the big ones, and we'll see what'll win. Even though I haven't seen half the movies. The <laughs> best picture. Call me by your name, which you mean okay. Darkest hour, uh, otherwise known as the most boring hour you'll ever watch of right. anything. <laughs> uh, Dunkirk, mm-hmm. which is uh, just watch a documentary about it. Get out. Won't win, but awesome that it's there. Lady Bird, haven't seen. Phantom Thread, looks boring and haven't seen, but apparently it's really good. Yeah. The Post, the boring old Spielberg. Shape of Water, fuck yeah. And Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which I just saw, finally, mm-hmm. this last week. And I think that's going to win, like, no contest. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be that or Shape of Water. Yeah. Those are the only two. Like, even having not seen, like, half of those, I just feel Three Billboards, to me, is, like, the perfect mix of Oscar material and actually watchable, enjoyable movie. Yeah. It's, like, something that you're like, yeah, I could see that winning an Oscar, but it's something I would actually like to rewatch because that is probably the best written movie I have seen all year. Like, that will win best original screenplay if it doesn't i will shoot myself in the head i have not cared that much like i have not actually had that transition of fucking hating sam rockwell's character oh yeah to being like no no he's he's an all right guy really he's sure he's a fucking racist piece of shit (laughs) like idiot but yeah but he has a heart and genuinely cares um there's also w- the one like one shot scene in that movie like one when take. he walks across the street yes. fuck that's the greatest i was like oh my god <laughs> this is so good but i hate you sam Rockwell. That, that's the thing though that he does that and, and you, you still, still like at the, him at yeah, the end yeah you're still like oh but you know woody harrelson's fucking incredible francis mcdormand fucking incredible Lucas that's Hedges why uh, uh if sam away. rockwell well, I guess we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, three billboards, I think, will win. I think overall it's a better film than Shape of Water, and I love Shape of Water. 
It's just I think there are things in that mainly her fucking a fish man that <laughs> will prevent the Academy from choosing that <laughs> over three billboards. Are you sure? Maybe the guys at the Academy love that shit. That's like one guy's fetish. He's like, I think I think it should win, guys. I... Um, okay. Uh, actor. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Chalamet, yeah. From Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Mm, maybe. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. Uh, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, where he plays uh, Droopy Dog. Droopy. Mm, he boy, droopy Denzel dog. Washington, Roman J. Israel Esquire. Uh-huh. Yeah. The fuck it is- was apparently like a not good movie, but he's up there. Okay. Um, I'm guessing this will be... I'm saying Darkest Hour. Gary or Daniel. Gary. Yeah. I would guess just from like, I haven't seen any of these besides Get Out, which he uh, can't imagine. No. He'll they, win. Yeah, they wouldn't. Um, maybe Timothy Chalamet. I don't know. Maybe he's good. No, it's going to go. I'm locking in one Gary old, Oldman yeah. completely. One yeah. of the old men. One of the old it, it, white well, men. Definitely. I could see it be Gary, Gary Oldman because everyone's like, this is the movie we need in these trying times. That's how a leader should be. Fucking Gary Oldman. It's yeah. I'm locking that in. Yeah. No contest. Gary Oldman. Lead actress is where things actually get interesting because all those actors. So who gives a fuck? Of, like yeah. really? Honestly, that is the most boring category. Yeah. I this don't one care is like, who wins. Holy fuck! But actress, Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand for Three Billboards, Margot Robbie for I Tonya. Nah. Sarah Sarah Ronan. Like why spell it like that? Sarah Ronan for Lady Bird. And Meryl Streep because they had to put her in. Yeah. So obviously you take out uh, everyone besides Francis and Sally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're the only two. Okay, I was gonna, I was even gonna put Sarah Ronan okay, in there. Okay, sure. But She's... I haven't seen Lady Bird, so I'm gonna go with Francis McDormand because yeah. everyone talks about how mad she is. <laughs> I mean, it is really impressive that Sally Hawkins played a mute and carried an entire movie and that dinner table scene which i mentioned Mm -hmm. with the whole Mm -hmm. musical thing is fucking awesome and how much expression and much she can get across without speaking even without like the sign language stuff she really expresses emotion well yeah it's Um, great to see like because it's all face emotion and uh, arm flailing mm-hmm. action. But Frances McDormand, man, she like embodies that role mm-hmm. and just becomes that character so much that like you believe she is a mother who has gone through this. Mm-hmm. And I think both both of these actors, I think, is the best thing they've been in. Like I think Frances McDormand, she's better in this than she's in like Fargo. That's the only thing I really yeah, know I only her remember well from. from Fargo too. Um, but yeah, man, that that's a really hard one. This one, that, like, between Sally Hawkins and Frances McDormand, is like the fifty-fifty toss-up. I think Frances will win, based on hearsay and yeah, just really other award shows. Yeah, I think she'll win. Yeah, I think Frances McDormand will take it, which is crazy because Sally Hawkins was so good. Supporting actor, also more interesting than main actor. Uh, Sam Rockwell. I'm just going to lock that in. <laughs> yeah, really. It's like um, Christopher Plummer for all the money in the world. No. Willem Dafoe, Florida Project. I'm sure he's really good. But 
when he's up against Woody Harrelson, Richard Jenkins, oh yeah, and Sam Rockwell. I think Sam Rockwell yeah. has got it as well. Uh, again, just because of what we were talking about, that he, it, it's nice seeing, especially after just mentioning in uh, Devil's Backbone, how asshole kid was just asshole because thing happened to mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. Where Sam Rockwell is like this fucking he brings this depth to the character where it's like he's not just asshole because he was like abused or something mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. there's some reason no that's just who he is yeah he's it's, like a fucking cancer basically yeah in this three in three billboards like no one wants him wherever he is but he's there and they have mm-hmm. to deal with him yep. but then at the end of the movie it's like Maybe he's not quite. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, after he gets fucking nearly killed, like, however many times. Yeah. Classic Sam um, Rockwell. Yeah. I, I just think... Like, because Woody Harrelson, throughout the, the movie, too, I was like, man, he is doing so good. And yeah. I care for him as a character a lot. You know, he doesn't, in the end, like, have that much screen time compared mm. to Rockwell and McDormand, at yeah. least. Yeah, it's hard, but Rockwell, yeah. I think. I'd say it's like it's too good. I, I think I just like Sam Rockwell I like him so much, lot, yeah. too, that I want him to <laughs> yeah, win. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if Sam Rockwell turned out to be a piece of shit in real life and something came out, I'd mm-hmm. shed a tear. Uh, supporting actress is uh, boring. Mary J. Blige. Oh, it'll go to Allison Janney. Yeah, exactly. Allison Janney for I, Tonya. Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Lori Metcalf for Lady yep. Bird and Octavia Spencer for Shape of Water. Octavia Spencer's good. She just plays sassy black lady. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, it, I, I think she's really good, too, in the way she uses Sally Hawkins for, like, therapy in a way of just she endlessly mm-hmm. talks and she mm-hmm. can't. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, they're, Allison. like, the good contrast between two characters. But it's going to go to Allison Janney because that's what everyone says. Yeah. Plus, she's playing a real person. True. Playing real people is hard. <laughs> she's playing a real person who was a, a fucking psycho. Yeah. So, director. Uh, Christopher Nolan. Jordan Peele. Greta Gerwig. Paul Thomas Anderson. Or Guillermo del Toro. It'll... How is uh, what's his face not up there? McDonough. I mean, I, I guess. Know. Well, I think it'll be Del Toro for this because yeah. he won't win Best Picture. He'll win no. this because yeah. they usually will do that where Best Picture will win and then Director will be the the next thing. Mm-hmm. It's usually how they like yeah. to go. Except I'm go some, with Del Toro. I think last year was last year. Did Moonlight win both? One year, it might have been. Uh, no, it was Birdman. Birdman year that one. Man Bird. Yeah, and I was like, fuck off. Yeah, because they <laughs> win both. Fuck it's off. Good, but fuck. Animated feature. No need to talk about that. Coco's Coco. going to win. It's just no contest. The Everything. Boss Baby's Boss fucking nominated. Uh, which is fucking insane. Um, I guess they're like, that got in over Lego Batman, which Lego Batman's not great. But it's better than Boss yeah. Baby. Of course. Ferdinand. Yeah, John Cena will be at the Oscars. Wonderful. And then the two <laughs> foreign ones no one's Wonderful. seen. L- loving Vincent and the Breadwinner. Oh, that's the the other animated. Ones right, no Breadwinner's gonna do it. Yeah, Coco's gonna just 
every time a Pixar <laughs> movie is actually like yeah which coco's good like you watched it this i week, watched right? it yeah uh yeah it was it's good it's pixar fine movie, yeah right like you're watching it and you're like yeah this is just step-by-step pixar thing now it's the like, sad part that's gonna make you sad yeah i was like oh shit the animation is so good yep. look at this old lady's <laughs> face and how wrinkly it is mm-hmm. wow this is sad yep the movie ended yep yep okay uh, <laughs> coco wins <clears throat> adapted screenplay call me by your name Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. What the fuck? It's Mudbound. <clears throat> yeah, I think Mudbound or maybe I don't. I haven't seen Molly's Game, but it's Aaron Sorkin, so I assume it's written well. Right. But is Aaron Sorkin the one who's doing that movie Unsane that's filmed all on a phone? I hope not. That sounds awful. It's someone like that oh, who is God. doing the. You, oh god it's okay if you see annihilation the trailer will play beforehand <laughs> and it looks awful okay well original screenplay the big sick get out ladybird the shape of water or three billboards fuck i think three billboards has got it i think that movie for me at least that had the best dialogue of any movie I've you seen. don't think that get out that they will give this to get out it could that is the one thing it does because that is so cleanly Mm -hmm. like that movie afterward everything fits so neatly together and there's so many great like callback moments Mm -hmm. that are like just good yeah uh i'd say get out for this one because they got to give it something question mark i'll stick with three billboards i think yeah i just think it's too incredible like again i think it's it's the best movie i've seen this year i would say yeah oh, like overall it was really good cinematography blade runner blade, yeah darkest hour dunkirk mudbound or shape of water it's the shape of water probably i really want blade runner I do, yeah, I Roger mean, Deacon's been nominated what fourteen fucking times and hasn't won. Oh really? Okay, now I want it to he, be Blade Runner. I really hope they give it to because man, Blade Runner is, looks so good. Yeah, it looks so. That's good. the one thing that like holds up is the shots were so fucking cool. Dunkirk looks really good. As someone who's not the biggest fan of that movie, as everyone knows, it looks good. So maybe. They'd give that to. They'll give some like sound stuff to Dunkirk, I think, and technical things. Sound but, editing. Yeah, like that. But like dumb that should go to Baby shit. Driver. Yeah. Cinematography. Yeah, Blade Runner. I. That's. Yeah. I'm just gonna be optimistic and hope they make the right call. I'll say Shape of Water to be that guy. Uh, and then film editing. I hope Baby Driver wins, but it's up against Dunkirk, I Tonya, Shape of Water. And three billboards. See, I don't care because I'm going to go with Baby Driver because it deserves it 100%. Yeah. Uh, but they usually give best editing to shitty movies. So, like, fucking Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. That was actually the worst thing to give editing to because when I watched it, I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. How did this win? And I just want to say original score, uh, Shape of Water. It's against Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Star Wars, and three billboards. I think Shape of Water's score is the one that sticks with me. I can, like, remember the theme of it. See, I can't remember the theme of it, but that's because I saw it quite a while ago. <laughs> it's just, like, again, it's that, like, good, like, it makes it feel like a ballet almost the entire time. Yeah, it's like, really I can uh, imagine it, especially mm-hmm. when she floods the bathroom kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I'll say Shape of Water. Sure, uh, why not? Original song, probably the Sufjan Stevens one from Call Me By Your Name. Or right. Remember Me from Coco. It'll be one of those. Right. See, I listened to the Sufjan Stevens one. Mm-hmm. I don't know his name. And I also listened to the Mudbound one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mudbound oh, one blood. is too long. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was it good. They were all good. Remember me's good. I'll give it to the Swift John Stephens one because mm-hmm. you know he's going to perform it and the Remember Me will also be performed. Do they yes. perform all of them? Yes. God. Yeah, the Mudbound awful. one is six minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> um, visual effects, I hope Blade Runner. I hope so. It's against Guardians, Kong, Star Wars, and War of the Planet of the Apes. That is fucking hilarious. It'll go to Blade Runner. It better win, because that is the only one that did anything interesting. Everything else is just CG creatures. See, I've seen War of the Planet of the Apes, and I will say, give it to Blade Runner. Yes. Okay. Well, how are we doing on fucking time? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, We're 45 minutes in, so we could maybe get rid of hypotheticals, question mark? Yeah, we'll just go on to... A little play this week on Everyone's a Critic. <laughs> Oscar or Sandler. No. <laughs> so these are Amazon reviews. <laughs> you have to decide whether they are from a Adam Sandler movie or from one of the Oscar nominees I've picked. Jesus. Okay, so this movie, well, both of these movies had a four and a half out of five stars. That is fucked. <laughs> And these are one-star reviews. Okay. Fantasyland in the gutter. Stopped after 15 minutes. Over-the-top language. Good potential storyline. But left reality very shortly. Didn't like it. Very crude. So crude. Okay, no, this is a long one. It must be just me, because I really can't give this movie more than that and less if it was possible. My daughter said to me the other day, you really must see this movie. What would you think if someone said that to you? Wouldn't you think she was saying it is a great movie? (laughs) Wrong. Oh, shit. What she was saying is that it is possibly the worst movie I have ever seen, and that includes The Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. What a complete and utter waste of time. I cannot fathom. What on earth the producer, director, cast, and crew thought they were doing, rooting for good and expecting the bad guys to get theirs is a human pastime, isn't it? (laughs) The craziest ending ever on par with Allington Road, and that makes excellent acting pale into nothing. From the beginning of a very predictable movie that the writers obviously realized this and made the ending so dumb as to make the complete movie a waste of precious viewing time. (laughs) Jesus. We turned it off after 30 minutes, which was too long. My fault for not reviewing other comments about the language in the film. Oh, man. So much language. I think this wasn't that hard, but is it from... A, Oscar winner for Best Picture, The Departed. Or B, Don't Mess with the Zohan. Jeez. Okay, well, if they keep turning it off because the language is so bad, I'm going to go with... The Departed. Yes. <laughs> uh, because I'm sure that within like the first 15 minutes of that movie, he orders a cranberry juice. He says, the cranberry juice, was it your fucking period? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, just yeah. So you just don't miss the Zohan. Does have four and a half out of five stars. Four and so a half. on par with the Departed. <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny is every time I think of Don't Mess With The Zohan, I can picture the fucking uh, poster so uh, yes. well. It's like, why? Okay. So this next one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this first one. This guy left. Okay, so this is both movies are four out of five. Okay. Um, This is the one four out of five review I got. I Don't ask how this is a four out of five. I did not order this for myself, so I have no idea. So far, I haven't watched this as it belongs to somebody else. And he gave it four out of five. <laughs> so he hasn't even watched he, it. Did he buy it as a gift, did he say? So he was the No, he just he got it. He didn't order it for himself, so right. he hasn't watched it yet. But he oh, gave it four out of five. Okay. <laughs> so it's a good movie. Amazon shipped it fast. Four out of five. Okay. Frustrating to watch. Entertaining. Had to continually remind myself that it is just a movie. We'll watch again in about a year. Why would you want to watch it again if it was frustrating to watch? <laughs> <laughs> Next. Next. Hope I influence someone. You must watch this one to the end. This really is a crazy movie. At least once I gave up on it. Why? I don't remember. If you need a picker-upper from a bad day... Watch this one to the end. You will be glad. Great acting, story, and best of all, ending. Glad I watched it to the end. <laughs> oh, man. Now, is this, is this Oscar winner Titanic or B, uh, anger management? Okay, it's anger management. Because <laughs> he said if you need a good picker-upper. <laughs> Titanic is not a good picker upper. You don't know. He could be some sick fuck. He's like, I'm down. I want to watch however many people die. Uh, okay. Well, let's do the last one for shits. Both again. Four mm-hmm, out of five movies. Mm-hmm. We could stand this movie only 30 minutes. I can't believe they can make that kind of a bad movie. It was waste of time. I don't suggest it to anybody. Damn. With such a great cast, how could you not like it? Right? Wrong. Oh, shit. Less than 10 minutes into the movie, we were so disappointed and it only got worse. Nothing new or original. If I had been at a movie theater, I would have walked out and warned anyone else coming in to go see something else. (laughs) Anything else. This was a waste of time and even more sadly, a waste of talent. Mm. I didn't enjoy this movie. The story is very basic, and I don't like the dark humor. The sexual sexual references are gross. <laughs> Next, I felt embarrassed watching this. Really? Seriously? This is amazingly bad. End of story. <laughs> don't waste your $4 renting this. Donate it to the library. Oh, there you go. Is this from Birdman? <laughs> <laughs> or grown-ups. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Birdman. Yeah, I was grown-ups. Grown-ups, <laughs> it was. Waste of talent. Uh, okay, so you get a good. I think you have good. See, waste of talent. The reason why I chose Birdman is mm-hmm. because no one in grown-ups is talented. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you avoided watching The Fly 2. So. Oh, thank God. Let's see what we'll actually watch. Spinning the wheel. Wheel has been spun. I got... Uh, this will probably be boring. Cool Hand Luke. Okay. No, I've heard Cool Hand Luke's actually good. Oh, okay. Like, not boring old okay, movie. Okay, good, Actual good. entertaining old movie. Okay. No, okay. I have not seen Cool Hand cool. Luke yet. Yeah. There you go. So we'll see Cool Hand Luke. One of the cl- classics? Question mark? Yeah. James Dean? Not James Dean. That's uh, Paul Newman. Paul Newman? Paul New- one of those guys? Wears a leather jacket and smokes? Probably. Cool Hand Luke. Academy Award for Best Actor in Supporting Role. Yeah, Paul Newman. Right. It's sentenced to two years in Florida Prison Farm. He doesn't play by the rules of either the sadistic warden or the yard's resident heavy, Dragline, who ends up admiring the new guy's unbreakable will. Luke's bravado, even in the face of repeated stints in the prison's dreaded solitary confinement cell, the box, make him a rebel hero to his fellow convicts and a thorn in the side of the prison officers. Nice. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what it is? It's um, um the Longest Yard. Mm, yes. It's That's a- what I should have done. Cool Hand Luke and Longest Yard. <laughs> 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb, and Roger Ebert gave it 4 out of 4. Of course he did. So, best movie of all time. Nice. Some would say. Well, excited to watch Cool Hand Luke. Yes. All righty. That was our topic on Oscars, and that was the classic Oscar special. Was it Oscar or Sandler? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it was great. Okay, we will move on to our second segment after this quick break. Alrighty, welcome back to the Bottom Shelf Podcast. This is our second segment, It Writes Itself. This is where I generate a genre and actor from Mikey, and then he will do the same for me, and then we come up with our cool pitches. Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) Give me that genre! The genre is... Dot, dot, dot. Oh, good. This is fun. Near pornographic, in quotations, art film. <laughs> okay, okay. Star- starring. Starring. Ewan McGregor. Oh, we've already. Oh, well, we had Ewan McGregor. He was a baby. Jennifer Love Hewitt or Aaron Paul or Emilio Estevez. <laughs> okay, so Emilio Estevez and Jennifer Love Hewitt. There you go. Okay, so Emilio Estevez plays. A tortured artist. Mm. He lives alone in his art studio, which mm-hmm. he rents out of a small town in California. Okay. You know, not, not in LA. It's like on the outskirts. Sure. He has his art studio there because it's a little cheaper. He doesn't have a lot of money. But he... See, he can't quite get as much work as he'd like because the only thing he's good at painting is naked women. Mm-hmm. Not Not men not any nothing but a naked woman <laughs> if he tries to paint like a landscape it just looks like a fucking toddler <laughs> but give him a naked woman he creates art but see this this causes a lot of like the locals in the town it's a smaller town um even though it's right outside of la right <laughs> so he could just go to la but he doesn't <laughs> he wants to make his he wants to make his own way he's afraid to get out of his comfort zone uh-huh 
uh but a lot of the locals are like oh, that's kind of like it's too risque we don't we don't want uh, so like the the local sh- uh, not shit like um not mayor but uh well yeah sure mayor sure mayor why mayor not? of their town uh played by um uh, what the fuck's his name from uh, John Lithgow? Okay, cool. So he's like, uh, he stops by and he's like, uh, so, uh, Jimmy, you decide to uh, get a real job yet? <laughs> he's like, no, okay, I'm, I'm doing my art here. It's my thing. I bought this studio, or I'm renting the studio space. I'm on the lease. You can't do anything about it. He's like, yeah, well, funny thing about that is uh, I just bought the building. Oh shit! And if you don't start making a profit out of this thing, I'm gonna have to evict you. Mm. Because guess what? There are a lot of businesses coming out of LA that can't get studio space there, looking to get stuff, and I want to profit on that. So you listen up here. If you don't, if you don't sell at least twenty paintings by the end of the week, a month, uh-huh. <laughs> you're out of here. By the end of the week. You're out on your ass, and then he gets out. Amelia's just like, God, and like freaks out and like starts throwing his like supplies everywhere. He's like, God damn, <sighs> just sitting in his room of naked women, right? Paintings, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's, he's he's like, Hey, gotta get, I gotta get painting then. Uh, and then he puts out an ad in the local paper mm-hmm. on Craigslist for mm-hmm. models, mm-hmm. Uh, and he keeps getting models to come in. And he's like, no, not good enough. No. They're <laughs> getting naked. And he's like, he's like, no, no, no. And he needs the perfect model. And then finally, a, a not so young woman. Uh, <laughs> not anymore, yeah. Uh, played by Jennifer Love Hewitt comes in. And he's like, okay, strip. She's like, oh, th- th- is this nude model? He's like, is it nude modeling? <laughs> yes, it is. Get, get naked. I need to see how you look. And then she like, uh. Starts taking it off, and he's like, my God, <laughs> I found the one. The muse. Uh, and then he's like, you're perfect. You're hired. Uh, I can't pay you much right now, but I promise you will be compensated with the 30% of my future pay <laughs> at the end of the month. There you go. And she's like, okay, I'll trust you. You seem to be a pretty big artist. And he's like, oh, I am. I am. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, slowly he's, like, this goes, like, week by week him, or not week, day by day him, like, painting her over mm-hmm. over and over in different poses and stuff. And them talking as they're doing it, getting to know each other. And then finally one day he's, like, you know, Stacy, <laughs> what is it, Jimmy? I've just been painting you so long that I just, I can't hold it back anymore. I think, I think I might love you. She's like, I, I was too afraid to say anything. But he's like, shut up. He <laughs> grabs her and just full like, not no, it doesn't show penetration. Okay. It's not, it's not full on porn here. Okay, okay. this is still classy this film is art. Yeah, so it's just like soft core stuff where you mm. don't see any anything, but mm. it's still just like them just fucking mm-hmm, right for like a good ten minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like nymphomaniac shit. Yeah. But I've never seen nymphomaniac. But I assume it's like. So it's just them, yeah, just straight going at each other. Uh, he hangs dong in the film, of course. Of course. Uh, but it's always flaccid, though. Never never erect. No. That's That's fucking disgusting, yeah. okay? Gross. That's fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> he's just... He's just... Uh, 
<laughs> just flaccid. Just flaccid Emilio penis. Right. Like most of the film, he's naked. He paints naked, yes, actually. He needs that's like the thing is he cannot paint properly. He has to be on equal footing with the models. <laughs> yes, that's what he that's what he explains to each model. During the auditions, actually, he was he's naked. Nude, yeah. So like um what he's like so i just don't want you to feel uncomfortable <laughs> i just want you to feel at home in uh, in your skin you know i want you to feel like you're you're part of the crew um part of the crew there's only you here yeah okay yeah and then Go on. <laughs> after sex they're laying in bed smoking and then knock on the door uh he gets up he has uh as has, has a blanket or sheet wrapped right. around him answers the door it's john lithgow he's like what the fuck is going on here aren't you painting he's like i have been i've been getting all the painting i can done you think i'm not trying here and he's like i don't give a shit if you're trying son (laughs) and he's like that's the reveal he's his son that's why he's so hard on him he's the mayor's right right he's like like, dad get off my back okay i'm trying here he's like "Are, are you sleeping with that girl is she not your model and he's like What's it to you? I love her. And he's like, son, I told you never to mix business with pleasure. You know that no- nothing good can come of this. She'll fucking steal everything just like your bitch of a mother. And he's oh, jeez. Like, How fucking dare you, dad? Mom threw away everything. To- <laughs> and then they get in a whole fight. This goes on for a while. Right. And he's like, you only have a week left, son. If you don't get your shit together and sell some paintings, you're fucking out of here. And he's like, okay, dad. <laughs> dad. <laughs> so then he goes, he's like, hey, Stacy, we got to get real going on these paintings here. <laughs> real going. <laughs> real going. <laughs> finally, finally, end of the month, the paintings have been done. He's He has 20 paintings ready to go. Mm. All of her in different poses, different settings, you know. He just needed her there. He painted in the backgrounds and stuff however he'd like. Like a toddler. If there's a naked woman on the canvas, he can draw landscapes and stuff. But if there's just nothing there, he can't. can't. Like like a toddler, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He can't do anything. Um, So he's like opening the eye. He's like, I'm really really nervous. I don't know if anyone's going to... Anyone's actually going to buy it. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm sure... I'm sure somebody's like... No, I just can't shake. I need something to calm me down. She's like, I know it could calm you down. Fucking go in the back. Right. Sex. Right. Tons of, of sex. There, b- before, between this moment and the end, there was lots more scenes of sex, usually five to ten minutes long. Uh, lots of various positions. You got to change it up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, really. No, no, see, I was trying to think of how. I'm trying to think of how sexual you can really get without actually showing anything um, um he, he could uh paint her naked body oh yeah body, body paint. paint yeah he does that like it's like the foreplay he's like painting her yeah, on her body she's like ah like, <laughs> all slow motion brush strokes uh, uh yep so yeah more sex happens uh he's like oh that really helped us i'm gonna shake the nerves <laughs> And then he comes out, and people are already in the gallery, like looking around. Uh-huh. He's like, "Oh God, I don't think." And like hours go by, no one's buying anything. And then finally, uh, someone's like, "How how much for this one?" He's like, "Oh, that one's a uh, two thousand mm-hmm. dollars." They're like, "I'll I'll take it." He's like, "What? <laughs> are, are you kidding me?" And they're like, "No, no I want the I want the painting. <laughs> I think it's it's beautiful." And they're like, 
oh, oh my god and then they're like selling selling them selling them like, like hotcakes oh, oh yeah yeah and then end of the day they still have like 12 paintings left right and they're like <laughs> oh, we we didn't do it and then john looking was just like well son you can finally throw this stupid dream out the window oh shit you don't have what it takes you never will just join the family business i can get you a job at city hall and he's like you don't understand dad i can't work at city hall that's just not the life for me. We're moving to LA. I feel like I'll have more more help there, luck there. He's like, "Are you kidding me, son? You'll be you'll be dragged into the streets and you'll be murdered, beaten, thrown into the wall." He's like, oh, Jesus, "I don't dad. care. I don't care, Dad. I'd rather be beaten and murdered in the streets than to serve one day in your city hall." Oh he's like, shit! He's like, Get up! Get out of here! And then he takes his paintings and him and uh. Uh, Stacy, Jimmy, and Stacy driving off into the sunset towards L.A. Then finally, it cuts to a title of uh, f- three years later, and John Lithgow's visiting finally for the first time in these three years, going to L.A. They finally made amends, uh, and he's like, "So, Jimmy, how how have things been going?" He's like, "Well, Dad, they've been going pretty well. Took a while to get my painting off the ground, but uh." You know, people kind of took on to my new style. And then he, like, looks over and he's like, you can paint something more than naked women now, huh? And then it shows the painting. It's naked men now. Oh, nice. <laughs> he's like, yeah, kind of broadened my scope a bit. And this it's turned out to really help sales. They've been going up. He's like, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. And then Stacy comes in. She has a baby. Oh, uh, he's like, shit. He's got a That's family. my next project, Dad. He's like, I only hope to be as good of a dad as you were. <laughs> he's like. I, no, son, I, I have been awful to you. He's like, it's okay, and they like hug it out. Right. Uh, and then the title cards come up, and it's like he went on to learn to paint all sorts of naked beings, <laughs> anything. Naked mole rats, naked uh, cats. He committed suicide two years oh, later. Oh shit! From, uh, he became a horrible drug addict. Turns out this whole time he was just a, a horrible drug, drug addict. Yeah, yes, yes, Emilio Estevez. Uh, and this movie is called uh, An Artist's Touch. Okay. An <laughs> Artist's Touch. Nice. Nice. An Artist's Touch starring Emilio Estevez and Jennifer Love Hewitt. She moved from like primetime cable to art film. How, how old is she? Maybe 39? 40? 39. Yeah. Yeah, she'd be yeah, she'd perfect for the role. Just perfect. Spot on. Okay, what do you want first? Hit me up with the genre. Oh, God. <clears throat> I don't want sound for the wheel. A puppet disaster movie. Okay, puppet disaster movie. Starring Eva Green. What? Okay, sure. Or Al Pacino. There you go. There you go. Al Pacino and Eva Green. <laughs> both, both of them. Uh, okay. <clears throat> We're going back to like what is it? Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. That's what that. That's what that show is, right? With the old puppets, Thunder oh, something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. 
Uh, I'm just picturing. I'm gonna picture uh, just dark crystal puppets. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, they could also be that. I was picturing like Team America ones. Uh, oh yeah, that too. <laughs> that would be good too. Okay, so Al Pacino is like the leader. Uh, we'll paint a quick picture of what he looks like. He's got like a big scruffy brown beard, <laughs> slick back hair, and he's in like a pilot jumpsuit. Uh, oh, and they are a part of. Uh, uh, a task force oh. called the disaster response and something <laughs> team <laughs> disaster yeah. response team so they they're dirt they are dirt. the drt the dirt <laughs> <laughs> they're dirt disaster response team and it's like our ace pilot the narrator mm-hmm. <laughs> ace pilot Rick gently, <laughs> and then it just shows the puppet played by Al Pacino. Yes, our science and nature expert <laughs> Sarah Brimstone, and then oh it just shows God. Eva Greens, and then the the last guy, uh, and our muscle and firepower, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Played by yes. The Rock, of course. He's oh, in everything. Obviously. And then uh, they're at like their headquarters. The mm-hmm. text is coming up and doing like the Morse code. Oh, yeah. It's like somewhere in the Antarctic. Uh, that's what it says. <laughs> and their uh, leader dude, the operator guy that gives them all the missions, is like, we have uh, uh, the world is safe. And I'm glad that you guys have done a good job in in uh, steering that horrible space tornado away from Earth. <laughs> good. Uh, we only had minimal minimal asteroid damage thanks to Jim. <laughs> you guys have been doing a great job. And then all of a sudden, sirens. <gasps> oh shit! We got a code five. Oh my god. Uh, dirt to your stations <laughs> and then it's just like they all hop in this uh, weird jet mm-hmm. helicopter thing oh, nice uh, and then they hop in it's playing the theme song and it's like doing quick uh, quick cuts between like them putting on their uniforms and strapping on their mm-hmm. many belts yep and then clipping their belts in it says like DRT on it <laughs> and then they hop in this uh, jet thing, and it's playing the sweet theme song. It's like, ding, ding, ding. Oh, I was gonna do A Team for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's playing the A Team theme song, uh, and they hop in and they fly off. And it's like, oh shit, I forgot the girl's name already. Sarah Brimstone. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, then Rick is like, Sarah, what are the coordinates of this storm? And it's like, the storm seems to be right over. Uh, New York City. Oh, and he's like, oh shit! And then the Rock is like, "Don't worry, we got this." DRT to the rescue! And then they they blast off toward New York City, and then they get to New York City, and there, uh, they see in like the bay question mark. Mm-hmm. Um. That it's like bubbling, and they're like, "My God, what do we think it is?" 
and it's like uh could be uh earthquake maybe uh, active volcano and they're like only one way to find out and then it transforms their jet transforms and then goes underwater submarine (laughs) and then as they're doing this it's just like uh, a puppet submarine hanging from strings uh, <laughs> on like a blue background <laughs> with voiceover over yeah. top. It's just like, what do you see? And then they like uh, the blue, like a, a cardboard underwater <laughs> volcano gets pushed onto, onto the screen. Ooh, they ran out of budget yeah. this quick. <laughs> it seems like it's a, a oh my God. A dormant volcano that was under New York City is oh. now active. <laughs> oh my and it's like God. they only see like the corner of it and they're like, who knows how far this thing spans? Mm-hmm. And then Rick's like, we've got to evacuate the city. And then he, uh, they blast up out of the water and they transform to a helicopter. And then Sarah goes over their radio things like, New York, get out of here. And all the citizens are like, oh, oh, oh. they're all puppets. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, <laughs> and then as they're doing that, uh, explosion happens from the bay, and the Statue of Liberty gets exploded. Oh, my God. And lava starts pouring from the, there. I don't know. There. <laughs> and then, um, it's like, well, DRT, time to really go oh to work. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, you know what to do, Jim. And he's like, I'm on it. And then he like zip lines down. Nice. And then wingsuits. And then zip lines again. <laughs> and then he's on the ground in New York City. And then uh, <laughs> he's like uh, stomping around telling all these people to go away and he sees the lava coming closer the lava is uh tomato soup (laughs) this tomato soup lava is coming toward him and he's um he has like a backpack on his back and a bunch of like bombs strapped to his belt so he's like uh I know what we're gonna do oh shit he pulls a Tommy Lee Jones from Volcano and he like Goes into this building and he's like, "Everyone, you need to evacuate this building." Mm-hmm. And he plants charges on the building <laughs> and then detonates it, and the building lands across the street and blocks nice. off the lava. He's like, "I've stopped the lava for now, but it's up to <laughs> you, Rick." <laughs> he's like, "No problem, Sarah, take the controls." And he jumps down, and then uh, he, shit, what is Rick gonna do? <laughs> Uh, he puts on a scuba suit and he dives down into the bay. Uh-huh. And he is like, Sarah, do you think these things are going to work? And she's like, oh, no problem. I designed these uh, cool uh, ice ice charges. Oh, yeah. New technology. <laughs> you just got to drop them in the, <laughs> in the center of the... A volcano. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, "All right, I guess I'm going in." And then he scuba suits. He's got like one of those things that he hold that you hold oh, onto, yeah. and it like propels you forward. And he's like, "Going down." And then 
uh, it cuts back to DRT headquarters, mm-hmm. and the main uh, boss guy is like, "How's it going out there, team?" <laughs> and they're like, "Just another day on the job, sir." Oh, and he's God. like, "I'm okay." <laughs> <laughs> so it's going good. And they're like, "Yeah." And then he, uh, Rick, it cuts back to Rick, and he's like, "This is worse than we thought." And he's like. Uh, he drops the things, the cool mm-hmm. charges into the, <laughs> and they explode and they freeze. Uh, and he's like, my God, it's, it seems to be working. And it like, it starts freezing, but then he sh- notices that, uh, the, the freezing material that has stopped it, uh, so far isn't holding. Uh... And then he's like, it's not holding. Do we have any more of those charges? She's like. I'm on my way. And then she uh, flies over to the bay and drops like a care package for him. And he gets them and he's like, I have to go in deeper. And then the rock's like, no, Rick, if you go in deeper and it doesn't hold, you could die. And he's like, it's a risk I'm willing to take for DRT. And they're like, for DRT. (laughs) And he goes in deeper into this volcano and plants these ice charges. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he notices that uh, he won't have safe distance to get out of there. So he's like, DRT, it was an honor. (laughs) Detonates these ice charges. And they're like, Rick, no. Not Rick. It's just like a flash of light, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it cuts 30 years later. (laughs) DRT is successfully fended off natural disasters and space disasters from the world 30 years but they haven't found a replacement for rick yet in 30 years <laughs> and he's like drt i know it's been 30 years but it only feels like 30 days rick's rick's gone and well no one can replace him and then uh he's like he was a good man it's like, I know you said this. I know I said this before, but he truly was the best. And then you just hear a voice off screen. It's like, was the best. <laughs> and it cuts. And Rick's in the door. And they're like, Rick. And then they all weirdly like stump mm-hmm, puppet yep. walk up to him. And they're like, how did you? Where have you? He's like, oh, I'll explain it all. But first, uh, what's that and then they look out the window and there's like lightning and shit oh my and dark God. clouds and he's like <laughs> I know you've you've not been working for 30 years but <laughs> looks like you're back on the job and he's like what's another storm on the horizon you know he's like I'm always chasing that storm it's like what is what <laughs> <laughs> DRT, and then they're all standing beside each other. It's like, <laughs> get ready to roll out. And then oh Rick God. buckles his DRT belt, and then it cuts and it ends. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> it's just gonna be called oh, the Disaster Response Team mm-hmm. or DRT Disaster Response Team. Oh, good. Yep. <laughs> That's uh. You know, thirty years later—that's quite the jump. <laughs> I thought I thought they were gonna, since he did the the ice charges, I thought they would have 
found him frozen that's in ice. Ex- see, Mikey. <laughs> that's the that's prequel. exactly <laughs> what happened because I was gonna do that, but then I realized him showing up out of nowhere would be better. Yeah, that's the the spinoff. They explain yeah. mm-hmm. uh, he gets found by some Eskimos and they uh they raise him as their own. He wakes up with amnesia. Exactly. It's like that Futurama <laughs> episode. <laughs> Okay, that was uh, It Writes Itself, and this has been the Bottom Shelf Podcast, episode 30. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch uh, at Bottom Shelf Cast, or Bottom Shelf Podcast. Uh, Apple Podcasts, we're on there. Yes. You can find us there, and also on SoundCloud at Bottom Shelf Podcast, and you can email us at bottomshelfcast at gmail.com with any topics or suggestions or anything like that, hypotheticals. Uh, Thanks. We'll see you all next week. Bye.